Hello and good evening, everyone. I welcome you all to this second reading of um, a second review of the parable of Dallas, written by Reverend Sam Adeyemi. I pray that at the end of this reading, we will have a mind shift that will shift us from the position where we are whether a position of less wealth or in a position of wealth already but shift us to a higher ground because there is somewhere higher than where we are like the, the lord says come up here so i pray at the end of this review we'll go up in our finances in jesus name okay so um we'll dive into the matter of the day and we're looking at chapter two for today um we all know that the entire book was um you know was written based on inspiration from the parable of the talents and you, that can be found in the book of matthew chapter 25 matthew chapter 25 okay the parable of the talents and um you know by inspiration of the holy spirit to the writer he discovered and realized that the talent there is not um necessarily the our gifts our skills or something yes that could be the meaning that the original meaning of the talent in that scripture is currency is money and in this case we are considering the dollar so for chapter two we are looking at something a little different from chapter one chapter one was use what you have okay what you have make use of it it can give you the wealth you need but in this chapter two we see something that is um, beyond the outward we are looking inward and it's titled wealth mentality in this chapter one um, major you know um, sentence or phrase that is being used to capture the entire chapter is also um, found in the bible where jesus christ himself made the statement that that can you put a new wine in an old bottle that it will be a waste so you don't put a new wine in an old bottle otherwise both the wine and the bottle will bust out and get wasted all right and that would be a waste so you could have even kept the wine itself preserve the wine and preserve the bottle itself but because you try to give something good or put something new in an old container 
and then everything is a waste altogether so it becomes useless for everybody nobody makes use of it and that's the theme of this chapter okay wealth mentality and it goes to tell us that the major difference between the poor and the rich is in who they are not just what they do or what they have and that's profound that's a very profound statement and it's no more a cliche because when you listen to great men speak when you listen to wise people speak when you listen to people even like jesus that said that a man thinks in his heart so easy okay so when you listen to people like this they keep repeating statements like this that is from what you think of yourself from within not just without all right and so this passage really um this chapter really brings us into that awareness to look within it's internal and that reminds me of a, a statement that says if you take the wealth of the nation and distribute it across board and everybody in this nation should have equal amount of money those that were rich before you distributed will still be the ones that will be rich after give or take some years they will still be the one that will be rich and those that were poor when you give the money will still be the poor ones after about five years and that's the truth because it's not just about the money it's about the mindset something has to shift before you begin to receive this income. So it is first within, then without, which is the first law of success. It starts from within and then without, from inside out okay and just as in water you you know when you look at the water it reflects the face your original face that's what it reflects and whatever is on your face you see it on the water it doesn't reflect what you hope to be it doesn't reflect what you intend to be it reflects what is currently um you know on your face or what your face looks like currently the same way your innermost belief your thoughts what you think of yourself what you believe of wealth what you believe what you say to yourself what you admit to yourself is what reflects outside you know and uh, unfortunately prosperity or poverty is still from the heart if you think you are poor it's from the heart if you think you are we are rich it's also from the heart okay it's, just from within you know many people believe that um the, the the kind of hard work that will bring wealth is physical labor but contrary to that it's mental labor okay when you engage your mental ability when you work with your mind your heart and train your heart to your mind to perceive uh, you know success to perceive prosperity to perceive riches gradually it aligns with the physical and you it will bring you to the um realization of your dreams or what you are thinking of so it starts from within 
all right so new levels of blessings poured into unready vessels could become a curse rather than an intending blessing and that's why some people are still in the same level they are in okay they pray they fast and god gives them a measure you know it's just like a, a, a hymn that says um mercy drop around us mercy drops around us are falling but for the shower we plead you know so some people get mercy drops and they are sustained by mercy drops but the, for you to get the shower you have to have the capacity the ability you know the container enough container for the shower otherwise the shower will be a waste if there's no container if you are going to fetch with the cup the uh, you know the cock of um, the cover of a water uh, of a you know um all this um you know bottled water you know if you are going to use the cover to get to fetch then messy drops are okay for you with messy drops you it will be filled easily you know and if the if there is a shower and you are using that kind of cover it's just like a waste majority of the water the 99 point something percent of the water is a waste but when you have a big tank a big bucket you know a gp tank or storage tank and then you open it down and there are showers you know it will fill it up and you know it won't be a waste so the same thing with your capacity to receive blessing it has to you have to have the capacity before blessings have been released onto you otherwise both the blessing and yourself may be ruined by it so like um james allen rightly said you cannot travel within and stand still without you cannot travel within and stand still without if you travel within you eventually travel outside so you 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 just focus on having a change within thinking differently okay um altering your mindsets you know changing your mindset learning and relearning and unlearning something you know that will propel you it's it's easy it's free you know having that mindset of of a rich person is better than having that of a poor person now you may be saying how will ordinary mindset propel me to riches well based on those that have experienced it and those that have really been that are really into wealth when they say such a thing is possible and like the bible said from out of two or three witnesses the truth is established then we just have to key into it and it's better it's better to think you are rich and there's a possibility you become rich than to think you are poor and there's a possibility you become poor and even if there's no possibility of becoming rich while you are thinking you are poor you will still be poor so it's not better you just live in that kind of you know fool's paradise even it may be called a fool's paradise but it's you're actually thinking positive think you are beyond your level think you are more than who you are think that you you deserve more than what you have think that you deserve the best and gradually you begin to walk towards it until you achieve that but when you are satisfied easily you there will be nothing to work for 
there will be no heights to reach for and then you discover that you are easily satisfied okay so change your thoughts pattern change your thinking do not be conformed to this world this world may have a way of doing things and they advise you based on the little you know mindset myopic mindset do this don't do this one you are not at the level yet when you grow up to this certain age by then you have saved enough money to do this one and and that and they're just planning it the way you you know the way they live their life and you see them they are not exceeding mediocrity they're just living to survive they barely live they, they barely live by you know so do not conform to the word be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god when you renew your mind you'll be able to prove you'll be able to show people the perfect will of god what they think is not attainable you'll be able to show them it's attainable it's possible it's feasible when you renew your mind so there are what we call maxims of um, conventional thinkers people that think um you know they are wise they call it wise sayings but instead of conventional thinkers i'll call it traditional thinkers okay so there are some talks there are some proverbs there are some you know words sentences sentences they used to kind of you know in the form of advice but unfortunately it's kind of caging people limiting people in their minds making people to be satisfied with little satisfied with um you know mediocrity satisfied with poverty you know and um one of those mag- maxims you know you, you, you must have heard of let us do it it the way it has always been done so that it can be the way it has always been let us do it the way it has always been done so that it can be the way it has always been now uh, if it, if that is used in a different context it's right but when it comes to finances um we, we something we should contend with it's a nigerian proverb okay because if you continue to do it the way it has been done except the way it has been done as produced you know enviable results then we should continue but perhaps it's giving us an average result a poor result then we can't continue things the way it has always been we should change the narrative there should be a, 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 we should be able to challenge what has always been done because if you keep doing what you've been doing last year that's kept you in the level of of wealth you are in you remain the same way this same year okay and maybe because it's 2021 you may add an extra 1000 to your income but that's just it all right but while other people are adding a million you know a billion a trillion to their income because of their mindset so challenge such maxim 
okay challenge such conventional thinking and break free from those things because they can program your mind negatively unknowingly you just get yourself programmed some say do not bite more than you can chew but decide to bite more than you can chew decide to bite it and you see god will help you you know it, it, it's it's according to the writer you know samadhi i mean if you've listened to his messages uh, previously you would have had the story of a fisherman that was fishing and you know when he he, he catches any fish one by one taking fishes okay he caught a great multitude of fishes rather and put it in his boat and then he was measuring the he had a stick he was using to measure each fish and so he would measure it and put it in the in in, in the basket measure put it in the basket if it's the size of of the stick or maybe less than the stick he puts in the basket but any fish that is longer than the stick he throws it into the back into the river anyone longer than it he throws back into the river and then a man was like observing and you know after he was done he went to meet him and said and asked him i i, I notice you are doing this and anytime you have a, a longer fish you that is beyond the stick you are holding you throw it back into the river uh, you are a great fisherman and i believe for you to be doing this there must be a salient lesson one can learn from this it must be a technique a you know a, 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 a non-conventional technique a technique that is beyond this world that gives success an outstanding technique can you share it with me can you explain to me this technique let me see let me learn and you know while he was waiting for him to explain funny enough what came out of the man's mouth he said that the stick is using to measure the fish is what is is actually the size of his frying pan at home so any fish that is longer than that stick he believes that it won't be able to accommodate his frying pan so he throws it back into the river and he only keeps fishes that are within that size you know can you see how um you know that's is funny but um it's true some of us that's how our minds work so in, indirectly we have um a stick which is the size of our frying pan in our minds and we, we've given ourselves a yardstick that we believe we can achieve what we can attain based on our parents you know what our parents were able to attain we feel at least uh, our parents attained this got one house a bungalow you know maybe unpainted and everybody moved in we manage we use uh, you know wrappers are cutting and after some years we eventually after like 10 years we eventually bought window complete window set and then after some time you know we, we, we painted the house after another five years and all that and we think that's the limit we can go 
we think that's the best we can attain so we have a frying pan and then when ideas come when god is giving a move when a prophecy comes and says somebody will be a billionaire a millionaire we 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 stylishly shy away thinking it can be me what am i <laughs> all i need is just ten thousand naira. all i need is hundred thousand naira. i don't need one millionaire for what uh, i have my plans already to plaster my house after 10 years to paint the house after 15 years i have my plans already so we throw that idea into the river there's an idea that you can use to feed nations you know based on what you have like chapter one says you know you you know what you have inside and it can feed a lot of person but we are scared we are too scared of such ideas and we throw them back into the river that is um that is what we call imprisonment of the mind so dare to do something can you dare to do something today this 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 book is meant to charge someone it's meant to charge us you know stir us up to success to greatness to wealth is meant to transform someone's life this book i believe there's somebody one person at least that will refer to this book review and say yes thank you for that book review i am who i am now and i pray even if it's only one person it will be you in jesus name So dare to do something different, dare to get on a project, dare to start a project, a big project, something bigger than you. Just like somebody, I mean, would say some, uh, you know, one of his teaching said, if you have a business that uh, you, if you have a business idea that you have enough money to fund, then that business idea is not big enough. You should have a business idea that the money you have cannot even fund it. That's big. So go on with a project such that right in the middle of it, you will have to cry a big project. Such that when you get to the middle of the project, you have to cry for help from God. Those are the kind of projects God puts his hand into and rescues you. Don't limit yourself. Don't say you are, you are what you, because other people are getting, you know, buying secondhand cars, you know, and cars with bad bodies and all that and you have to buy it first and then you refurbish it and you start smiling or suffering and smiling some, some you'll be having some faults yet you'll be managing it at least you have a car what happens to buying a tear rubber do you think are you throwing that into the river it's too big for your for your stick for your fishes for your frying pan you can get a tear rubber car you can move into your house fully furnished without management without going in when there's still sand here and there and the floor is not plastered or or tiled and all that just just to avoid paying house rent you can move in majestically with your house completely furnished and ready to live for living those are big dreams you can start up a business that that will that will be the best in the whole of the city the whole of the nation those are big dreams that God likes to come into because he knows his name will be glorified in the midst of such. 
So all these things are tied to your, to your salvation. Once you're a child of God, all these things are ready. You have some people saying a, 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 a bed at hand is worth two in the bush. That's a, that's a myopic mindset. That's a myopic mindset. Go for the two in the bush. Take risk. That's the difference between the rich and the poor. They take risk. They are risk takers. The rich. We are, in fact, I, I'm using there like I'm excluding myself. I'm seeing myself in that line already. We are risk takers. I remember, uh, uh, the, 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 this is not the best of examples, but just to show how, you know, how much the rich take risk. I remember during the time of MMM and, um, you know, uh, a lot of us were trying to test MMM. And, and then I just decided to test MMM with uh, how much then? I think it was uh, 5,000 there, 5,000 there. And then they gave me 50% to 7,000, making 7,500 in total. And I thought, ah, let me just play safe. Let me just be safe. And then I heard of a friend of mine that put in about, went to borrow about 250,000 there. And he got times two or something. And then he, he got almost 500,000 there. And he put it again and he got about a million, bought a car, a new car and all that before the thing crashed. That's how big people take risk. The poor people will just, they will avoid the risk entirely. Thank God I even took the risk. Some people never took any risk. They waited for years. They waited for months until when the thing was about crash. That's when they decided to go in and then it overtook them. That's the difference between the rich and the poor. The rich people are risk takers. Another thing a stronghold is actually a barrier that is being set maybe in a, around the vicinity and an encampment and environment, a city that a, a wall, a stronghold is a wall that prevents the enemies from encroaching from coming in into that territory territory pull down strongholds pull down strongholds there are strongholds especially strongholds of the mind ideologies mindsets that makes one to limit himself or herself when it comes to wealth and finances pull down those strongholds and that's why if you stay around rich people it is certain most certain that they would change your thinking pattern. The writer gave a story of how he, he, he thought that um, inviting men of God that are, you know, inviting ministers that are of note, well, you know, that are well known in the area, big ministers, inviting them to minister in his church will attract more people to his church. Thank God he had a mentor. That's why it's good to have a mentor. Have a mentor in different areas of your life. It could be a physical mentor. It could be a virtual mentor. There's somebody that can have impact into your life. Someone whose words matter a lot in your life. And so his mentor told him that that's not the best strategy to use. The best strategy is 
become the man your church members would want. So instead of inviting people outside and bringing them, which is not bad in itself, but a church cannot grow beyond this pastor. So whatever the pastor is, the church cannot grow beyond that. Become the man, the pastor you, your members really want from you. That's breaking the stronghold. And after doing that, there was a shift. There was a change. There was an improvement. It may be easy to, you know, it may not be easy to change our thought patterns. It may be difficult. It requires hard work, but it has to be changed. Especially if it's a thought pattern that doesn't support you doing great things. You know, Peter walked on water. That was a great height. It were to be a lot of us who would never step out of that boat. But Peter left his comfort zone, dared the impossible. It has never been recorded that somebody walked on water. It has been recorded that the river parted. It has been recorded that, you know, the river, a, a, a sea was struck, or a river was struck, and, and it parted ways. But it has never been recorded that somebody walked on water. Jesus did it first. And Peter seen Jesus based on what he has said. Believing that what he can do, I can do. Because that's a human being. That's a man walking in flesh. So, you know, walking, you know, living in flesh. So if he can do it, I can do it. And then he did the right thing by asking question. And after asking, Jesus Christ said, come. Jesus Christ is not after being a, a one-man show. He wants you to experience what he experienced. And even greater than he experienced. Okay, so it's not about devils, demons chasing after you. It's about your barrier and your limitation in your mind. All right, the Bible is a book of opportunities. It sees opportunities where people see problems. Speak life when others speak death. See miracles when others see obstacles. And see abundance when others see scarcity. Okay, so some things, the writer gave us four things to do that will make you never to be poor, that will erase poverty entirely from your life. Number one, line up your thinking with the Bible. The Bible is complete. The Bible is a compendium of knowledge. The Bible, you know, like the Bible says, all scriptures are given for exhortation, for learning, for instruction. That's a complete Bible. Align your thoughts with the Word of God. Your thinking with the Word of God. Read books. Rich people write. Read books. Rich people write. Okay? Read books. Rich people write. And like the writer said, Mike Mudok made a statement. He said, you read books your age. So if you are 24, you should have 24 financial books. If you want to be wealthy, read books according to your age. You are 40, you have 40 financial books. So read books, rich people write. That's a, a way of associating with them, understanding how they believe, understand their thought pattern, their thought life. Number three is associate with rich people. Try to move around rich people, understand them, relate with them, you know, interact with them. And finally, be careful who advise you. Be careful who advise you. When these four things are taken care of, you will never be poor again.
Now the third one is get hungry. Get hungry. You know, the Bible says, says something that no one having drunk old wine immediately desires new, for it says that old is better. That's the same situation for many people. They are just focused on the old wine. They say the old is better. And they are not yearning for a new experience, a new wine, a greater height. All right. So God always wants to do something new in our lives. Unfortunately, the average person gets satisfied too soon, as the writer said. Okay, so don't say old things are better. There are new levels you need to attain to. Success not a destination, it's a journey. And, of, and you are not there yet. So you keep moving, keep aspiring, keep increasing. It's too early to arrive now, too soon to be living in your last house, driving your last car, or being on your last job. God wants to pour something in, but He wants to know your capacity to receive before He pours it. He cannot pour it until you change and increase in capacity. Okay? He has more than enough in His resources. So don't pity God by saying, no, let me ask this thing so that it doesn't finish himself. If you ask little, another person is asking much. It never runs dry. It's a river that never runs dry. So you ask, expand, enlarge your thinking. Don't remain in that thought line. Unfortunately, for a long time, the body of Christ believed that poverty was synonymous to godliness. And this is wrong. Until some people began to get hungry. They were hungry physically and that led them to a hunger, a hunger for 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 for, for wealth. And they arrived at something. Now they are celebrated. Be hungry. So the next one is have a vision or will I say change your vision change your vision like some people will correct me change your vision all right but it's it's just the truth what you see your vision is what you see with your inner eye like the bible says write the vision make it plain upon tables so that they may run that read it so having a vision makes you run when you can see the vision when you can have the vision when you can you know perceive the vision and understand and accept that vision you run so your visions and dreams, the pictures you see with your inner eye must change because provision connotes vision. All right. So have a new vision and don't have a small vision. It was said, uh, you know, of a man of God that usually we put in his office boldly written I, 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 I forgot one of those uh, ministers of you know god's generals you see when you get to his office what you see on his table is think no small thoughts here 
think no small thoughts here. You know, and it was boldly written on his table. It's also said of a, you know, you know, of a French prime minister who says, make big plans, don't make small plans. Big plans attract big people. Small plans attract small people and small people cause big problems. Make big plans. Don't make small plans. Big plans attract big people. Small plans attract small people and small people cause big problems. Wow. That's profound. In fact, I just appreciate God for this kind of book. That's really profound. So make big plans. Don't be afraid of your plans. Something big enough that swallows up your assets, swallows up your savings. Don't be afraid of that. Whenever you have to, you know, get have a vision. And uh, the best kind of vision is the vision that is given to you by God, as the writer puts it. The best kind of vision. So, like he said, whatever you have to do to get a dream from God, do it. There's a difference between the dream God gives you and the one you cook up for yourself. There's a difference between the dream God gives you and the one you cook up for yourself. So, get your dream from God. Get your vision when you want to change. Perhaps what you've had all along is a wrong vision, an adulterated, corrupted vision. Get a new one and get it from God. This time, it will be different. God gives people dreams. Joseph, at a young age, he, 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 he gave him a vision of being a prime minister where people bow down to him at a young age. He could have rejected it. God gives visions, impressions or ideas for their future, puts it in our hearts. In fact, if you, like the writer said, if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, one of the major assignments of the Holy Spirit is to give you visions and dreams. That's the way it communicates with you. All right, so change your vision and get a vision from God. Don't just change it to another vision that would fall or fail tomorrow. Get a vision from God. Okay? Your outside must always catch up with your inside. Learn to dream. In spite of the circumstances around you, learn to dream. See something different inside. Don't look at what you have. You know, travel like the, the writer will say, where if you listen to some of his tapes, that he has traveled to several countries, different, wonderful and developed countries in his mind. And it starts there. And before you know it, you travel out physically, starting from the mind. So as we wrap up this evening, the whole focus of chapter two is telling you that you should have a different mindset. You should be big from inside. The bigger you are inside, the bigger you'll be outside. 
be a giant inside. Start from inside and then it flows from the inside out.